0: Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation. It's time for another edition of the podcast designed for we the most die, die hard Georgia, Georgia fans in the, the country. country. Here are your hosts,
1: Tyler and Charlie.
0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast. I'm Tyler, and back with me today to make our week 12 picks of the week. Is my coach Charlie? And Charlie, we haven't talked about this. I know you haven't been to any of the home games so far this season. Are you going Saturday, or is this going to be your first Sanford stadium list season? And I don't know how long.
1: I think it's going to be a Sanford-less stadium.
0: It's hard to say, right? Sanford, Sanford-less stadium. Yeah. So you're yeah, not going. I'm not going. Why?
1: I mean, as of right now, I'm not going. If I find really cheap tickets, I might. You
0: realize you're a host of a Georgia podcast.
1: Yeah, I can also watch it on television.
0: But you always go to the games. I'm confused. But it's
1: also Vanderbilt.
0: Have you has that ever been an excuse for you before?
1: I mean, no. But I've been finding lots of different excuses all year for things.
0: Oh, so you're just not happening with the pandemic? No. no let's be real. It's just cold. Just, they'll say it's Vanderbilt. It's just cold. You hate the cold.
1: I do hate the cold.
0: And I, I can empathize with you. I just got done playing tennis, and I am and I'm still I still can't feel my fingers right now. I'm, I'm still working them back into life again. So I get that. But really, no Sanford Stadium for you this year.
1: No, and it's supposed to be very windy.
0: Are you looking at the weather? What's it supposed to be?
1: It's supposed to be 55 at kickoff with a 9-mile-hour wind. The 55 oh, is 55 good.
0: 55 is fine. The wind. that it gets dark oh, at the 5.30. The wind, the wind, the wind.
1: When it gets dark at 5.30. Yeah, I was fine out
0: there when I started playing tennis. When it got dark, It's like, oh, no, I can't feel my fingers. Like but then the snap of a finger. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, no, no Stanford Stadium. I'm kind of disappointed. Are you going? Yeah, I think so.
1: Oh, good yeah, for you. I'm gonna try. Let me have, let me know how it is.
0: I'm working on some tickets. I didn't get tickets um, for this game, but I'm 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 working on it. I'm doing everything I can to get in there. That would be awesome. It's gonna be windy. That's gonna suck. But you do you feel like any regret? Like Take a beanie. Like you don't feel like this like like something in the pit of your stomach, like the nerve, like just something gnawing at you that you're not gonna, like this, you're, you're gonna break your streak. I don't know what your streak is. But I know it's been a long time
1: pandemic is just kind
0: of like meh For everything
1: it's kind of my reaction to everything
0: so if we won the national championship year, you've been like yeah meh. no 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 that's you know what that is that's depression probably that's we need to get <laughs> better help can help you with that better, <laughs> better can help, help can help you, you with that right one again. of our, our new sponsor better health which we are very very happy to be working with they can help you with that they can. they're good people they're good people
1: i should look into that
0: yeah you definitely should i, I can hook you up we gotta hook up on that one but uh all right Anyway, as for our picks, last week was one of the good weeks. One of the good weeks all around. Charlie and I both went six and two straight up. We both missed the UNC and Oregon games. Did we have the same picks straight up last week? I have no clue. Well, we both went six and two, but look at those. Oh, look at oh, the spreadsheet. Uh,
1: um, we both missed the
0: exa- yes, we missed the exact same games. Yeah. Straight up. But we had different we had different picks against the spread. That's kind of boring. We can't do that again today.
1: Looking at this, are you sure you picked OSU to cover? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you picked Oregon Mm-mm. to cover.
0: Because I said it was going to be the weather game. It was going to be foggy. I'm pretty sure. Oh. That's what's in the spreadsheet. Maybe I misspoke, but in the spreadsheet, I put Oregon oh, State. Oh, you
1: bet on them to cover. Like you actually no, bet. No,
0: I, I bet on Oregon to win the game. I bet the money line. I bet Oregon to win the that's game. What or- that's is. what I did. That's
1: what you were texting me yeah. about.
0: Yes, yeah. that was what upset me. Because Oregon was winning that game. And then the fog magically cleared up in the fourth quarter. And then what happens? They lose. I was sitting there. It's like, oh, all right, they're up, by, they're up by two scores. Foggy game. No way Oregon State is going to come back and win this game. Well, the sky is open. The fog's gone magically. And boom, Oregon State comes back and they win that game. So that sucked. But I'm pretty sure I picked them to cover. I mean, that's what's in the spreadsheet, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: You may have changed it, though.
0: Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I did. Cheater. I'm, I'm, de- I'm destroying you in the- against the spread picks. Why would I need to change that?
1: I'm beating you in the.
0: Yeah, you are. I'm trying the to Olympics. get to that. I'm trying to get to that. But yeah, so it's a good week. We both went six and two straight up, while I went six and two also against the spread, and Charlie went five and three. So still above five hundred. Still a good week for you, Charlie, against the spread. All that means that Charlie is still leading me by three games, as you mentioned. Yes, we know you're having a great year, up by three games in the straight up standings with a fifty-six and twenty-three record to my fifty. 3 and 26 record while I'm leading her by six games in the against the spread standings with a 47 and 32 overall record against the spread to her 41 and 38 record. But there's still plenty of time for things to change on both fronts. And after a couple of weeks without a guest host, we are back on track this week with a a newer listener that, based on our interactions on social media, I think is gonna do a great job. We're excited to have him on here today. So let's go ahead and welcome in Sam Morales. Sam, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem, man. We're glad to have you on here. And uh, Sam, I know through our interactions on social media that you have a pretty big college football Instagram account. Is that right?
2: That is correct. I run uh, all CFB on Instagram and it has 103,000 followers. So I've been going at it for a while. That's awesome, man. Uh, how long you been doing it? Uh, like four and a half years. Uh, I was, go- I was uh, going into my junior year in high school when I started. So i'm a third year in college now so awesome dude and,
0: and tell everybody again, what, was the, what was the uh what was the handle there
2: at all cfb six letters
0: all right there you guys are all at all cfb check it out get on there add to over a hundred thousand all right that's awesome so add to that guys have you covered for all your needs college football wise but very cool man um i don't have much of a social media game so i probably gotta take some lessons <laughs> from you on that but are you ready to make some picks yeah, man, let's do it. All right, Charlie, I'm going to turn it over to you.
1: All right. Texas A&M is currently ranked number five in the college football playoff rankings, and the Aggies will travel to Auburn to take on the Tigers this week as a seven-point favorite. This game could have a huge impact on the college football playoff if Auburn can pull off the upset. We all know Auburn is having a typical Auburn year, which means we don't know what to expect week to week. The Tigers are playing at home, which means Bo Nicks will probably have a decent – well, better game than if it yeah, were to be better played. at home. He's better yeah. at home. Yeah, than if it was in College Station. So I'm rooting for chaos, so I'm going with Auburn to win and cover. Sam, what's your pick?
2: Uh, as much as I want that to happen because we would move up in the rankings, likely with a A&M loss, I just think a and playing too well right now, especially on defense. And you just never know what you're going to get from Bo Nix week to week. So I just got to go with A&M to win and to cover.
1: All right. Tyler?
2: Yeah, you're right about that
0: AM and defense, Sam. They are, they're playing lights out right now. Uh, I don't know what to think about this one. I was like, and maybe this is like what you were saying there, Sam, kind of mm-hmm. wishful wish I would love for Auburn to win this game. I hate Auburn, but it'd be nice to uh, move up a little bit in the standings. I don't, I don't know if, if it actually means anything, but it'd still be nice. So I was prepared to like go all in, take Auburn to win this game. Like on Monday, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna take Auburn. But injuries, man. Like they potentially have both offensive tackles out. Also, potentially other we'll two top running backs with DJ Williams and Tank Bigsby. Bigsby is going to be a star there. I'm still not happy that we didn't end up taking him instead of Zach Evans. But whatever, passes the past. Um, so I don't know. Like that, that really gives me some pause there. But I don't know, like a And Like they they can be really good at times. But there's also games like last week. Yeah, they they ended up beating LSU twenty to seven. They weren't ever really in doubt of losing that game, but. They just they're not great offensively right now. I just, I just don't know if I believe in them. I, I honestly when I look at the AM team, I think they're basically us la- like what we were last year with a more athletic quarterback and a little bit of a less dominant defense. I think their formula is right. very much the same. They want to run the football, try to hit some vertical shots in the passing game, play really good defense. And we were number five last year in the final college ball playoff rings, where AM is right now. But I think our team last year, when we were healthy with Lawrence Cager, uh, with, with everyone in there healthy and DeAndre Swift healthy. I think we were actually pretty significantly better than what this number 5 AM team is. I, I just don't think they're, they're the typical number five caliber team, but that's what this COVID season has given us. So there they are. Um, but Auburn isn't good either. I think they're really a, a three and five team with a five and three record. So I don't, I don't know, I man. A&M is the better team. They are, uh, but I kind of like the matchup in, in some ways for Auburn here. Um, the a offense, like I said, they don't really threaten anyone under 300 yards last week against an LSU defense. That's, 11th in the sec, uh, Calumon was 11 for 34. I know they had a couple weeks off. So there's some, there's a rust factor there, but, but he can also be really good. He gets 40. He was 25, 35 for almost 350, three touchdowns. You just don't know what you're going to get, but the quarterback thing is both sides. It's two quarterbacks that I don't really entirely believe in guys that can like occasionally rise up and play really well, but you just don't know when that's going to happen. Charlie mentioned it too. Like Bo Nix is a different guy at Jordan here, though. These numbers – these uh, home and away splits are crazy. Away from Jordan here, he's he's completes 55% of his passes, six yards in attempt, 11 touchdowns, 12 picks. At home, 64% completion percentage, eight yards in attempt, 15 touchdowns, one pick. He's a different dude at home. Without the injuries, I, I felt decent about taking Auburn, but I don't know, man. The injuries are giving me pause here. It's all about the run game. If they're healthy enough at running back – I think they might be able to run the ball just enough in this game. But A&M's defense is really good. This is just tough, man. I don't know where to go with this one. I, I'm going to go with Auburn. This I think this might be a Gus Malzahn special, one of those games where they they find a way to rise up late in the year and win a game. They have no business winning and he saves his job. This is what Gus Malzahn does year in and year out. So this is the last game where they can do that. They lost the Bama game. I, I'm going to go in a limb here. This is going to be my upset special of the week. A&M will probably win the game, but I'm going to take my ups, I'm going to take Auburn as my upset special to win outright. At home and crash Adam's party.
1: All right. Next up, we have Arkansas at Missouri minus three. You guys know I love me some Sam Pittman, and the Pit Boss is leading the Hogs into Columbia. Are we ever gonna play Missouri?
0: I, I, I've heard. Last week, I heard it was going to be the nineteenth. Now this week, I'm hearing it's going to be the twelfth. I, I who knows? I honestly to come out don't know. Tomorrow, though,
1: right? it's supposed to
0: come out tomorrow. Friday. It's, most recently, I'm hearing that we're going to play them on the twelfth, but um, we'll see. Which All makes right. four sense? But who knows?
1: Well, I know these are two average teams, but it's an SEC game, and who knows? We might be playing Mizzou. Maybe not. Maybe who knows? Who
0: knows? We'll find out. The
1: Tigers have won their last two, while the Hogs have lost their last two, but against different level competition. But I'm gonna go with my guy Sam Pittman and take the hogs to pull out the slight upset. I think they have more weapons on offense and a more veteran quarterback. So see, I don't only pick favorites. That's two games. Okay. I so didn't pick the favorites. Did you
0: pick who'd you pick the first game? Auburn. You did oh I missed that. Yeah, oh, okay. Uh, you're you're on, you're you're only picking the underdogs because I called you out on last week. No. Yes, yes. No. No. Okay. All right. I'm oh, fine, fine. I'll give you benefit.
2: Sam,
1: what's your pick?
2: Oh man, I, I was really back and forth on this one. This is probably the hardest one for me to pick because it's a rivalry, obviously. I feel like it really could go either way, but I've just been really impressed with what I've seen from Arkansas this year. And I think my gut just says Arkansas, so I'm going to pick Arkansas to win and cover.
1: All right, Tyler?
2: Yeah, Sam,
0: same here, man. I went back and forth on this one. Arkansas is also my gut. I, actually, I was looking at betting on Arkansas. I was going to take Arkansas on the points in this game. Buy a couple points and, and take them like plus six, um, but I looked into this game a little bit more, and I don't know. Like, I Arkansas can definitely win this game, but Missouri. Like when I looked at the numbers, it was kind of staggering. Missouri is. I knew they were pretty good on defense, but I didn't know they were this much better than Arkansas on defense. I think Arkansas has been pretty good all year. I mean, Arkansas should probably they easily can make a claim to be what five. I think they're three and five. They could easily be five and three. And they based, they they beat Auburn. Let's be real. They beat Auburn. And the referee stole that game from them. But Missouri's defense is good, man. Like, well, pretty good. Better than Arkansas. Missouri's defense is better by about 1,000 yards. They're giving about 1,000 yards less than Arkansas right now. They're playing essentially the same number of games. Um, Arkansas is better on offense, but not by all that much, by a couple hundred yards. Uh, Missouri, they got Damon Hazleton back, who's their best receiver last week, and they just mollywopped Vanderbilt. Yes, I know Vanderbilt is terrible, but I, I get that. We'll get to them later. But Vanderbilt actually been playing pretty decent football Past weeks leading up, I mean, they they, they didn't push Florida. They were respectable against Florida. Vanderbilt. They, I mean, they went into Missouri last week and they got outgained six hundred and three to one hundred eighty five. Like that, I think they just given up. Um, but that's whatever. But Missouri is uh, they're capable of putting up some points. I really like Connor Basick at quarterback. He's a young, a freshman. I think he's going to be a really good player for them. He's improving each and every time out. They put up over three hundred yards last week. But again, Vanderbilt is really a toss up. You guys are right. You're totally right. It's a toss up. Missouri's at home for whatever that's worth in the COVID era. I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to go with Missouri. That defense is just—they're—they're they're playing pretty well right now. They're better than Arkansas. So yeah, give me Missouri. Give me the defense. Even though, I, what did I say? I've been saying all year, offense wins championships. Here I am taking the defense again. But I think their offenses are relatively comparable. And Missouri's at home, so give me the Tigers.
1: All right. Oklahoma State will travel to TCU and are still hanging on and hoping they can make it in the Big 12 championship game in a few weeks. Their two losses are to Oklahoma and Texas. And they're strangely only favored by two and a half in this game. Looks like no Chuba
0: Ch- oh. Chuba. Chuba
1: Hubbard. Again this week. And the or Cow- Chuba.
0: One of the two. Oh my God. Sorry, one of the two.
1: And the Cowboys have to win this one to keep their dreams alive. Mike Gundy knows this team is more talented than most of his teams. And if they're going to make the Big 12 championship game, this is the year. So I'm going with OK State to win and cover this one. Sam?
2: I got OK State winning and covering. I just think they have too much on the line on this one. And unfortunately, it looks like they're probably not going to make the Big 12 championship. But they still got to win this game. And I just haven't been impressed with TCU this year. So give me the pokes. All
1: right. Tyler?
2: Yeah, I'm with both you guys. Sam, you're right. I have not been. I've, I've watched a couple of full TCU
0: games. And outside of the Texas game, haven't been impressed with them at all. Really, against Texas, they work great. Texas just sucks. Uh, but I I don't get this line at all, like two and a half. I know it's all on the road. Oklahoma State's given up 40-plus points in three of the last four games after really starting the year hot on defense, but TCU just doesn't really score against anyone with a pulse. I mean, I am not a Max Duggan believer at all. That guy, I mean, he's he's mobile. He can move. He can do some things in the run game, but he is average at best as a passer. Does not scare me at all. Yeah, probably no Hubbard at running back, but Desmond Jackson filled in just fine last week against Texas Tech with 235 yards rushing. They still have Spencer Sanders, still have Tylan Wallace, so two parts of the three-headed monster offensively for them. And, yeah, they're still alive for the Big 12 title, that that, uh, title game appearance. Not likely right now. they got to get some help. Oklahoma needs to lose to West Virginia, which is possible. Uh, uh, Iowa State needs to lose to West Virginia, which is possible. There's a chance, um, but not likely, but there's a chance. And for that chance to stay alive, they've got to win this game. So I, I agree with you, Sam. There's too much on line for them in this game. Sometimes the pressure gets you in situations like that. Oklahoma State, not only do they need to win this game, but they're just a more talented team overall. They're the better team, so I'm going to take the Pokes to win and cover the two-and-a-half here. I don't get this line.
1: All right. Wow. Florida is favored by 17-and-a-half at Tennessee. I Know it's been why why do
0: you why are you surprised by that? Tennessee's I know that that it's
1: been a long time. I just still can't believe how bad Tennessee is. And to be a seven like 20 years. I know, but it doesn't seem like it's been that long.
0: Because when you were growing up, they were good.
1: Right. So to be a 17 and a half-point underdog at home, I mean, damn sucks. Anyways, I'm glad our program isn't in that kind of shape, needless to say. I'll just
0: say, please keep Jeremy Pruitt, please.
1: Yeah, really.
0: (laughs) I don't want you freeze going there. Keep I through it.
1: think Tennessee has the potential to pull the upset, since this is a pretty big SEC rivalry. I mean, like the slightest, the jam. outright upset. Yeah, I okay. think we can.
0: Bold, bold.
1: I mean, you—we don't all want to have the same pick. It's a bold strategy, but then God. it just gets boring. You said I don't pick upsets. I know so you're taking that. We're to going heart. for yes, it
0: exactly. So but I didn't. Need,
1: I wasn't even thinking about that when I was doing making my picks. I really did subconsciously. You don't have to listen to me subconsciously. Jeremy Pruitt, I've said it over and over. He isn't inspiring. I just – he's not motivating. I think Florida's high-scoring offense will help them get the win, and Tennessee's offense is just horrible. I guess I – no, you're right. I'm reading this wrong. When yeah, you, you're right. I went back and forth. So, I'm going with Florida to win. And
0: Tennessee to cover. Tennessee
1: to cover. Okay. I went back and forth. That
0: makes – okay. Okay.
1: If it was a true home game at Tennessee –
0: like a full night, crowd, yeah. Yeah, at, at, in, in Knoxville at night, seventeen and po- a half. Yeah, that's n- a lot potentially, and you get a, a top, well, top six team coming into your into your house. Chance to get a big win. I can see, yeah,
2: but it's not. Yeah,
1: Florida to win, Tennessee to cover. Okay. Sam.
2: Well, a few weeks ago, I thought tennessee could maybe pull this upset but the more i've seen from them i have just not liked what i've seen and unfortunately florida just has so much on the line on this one dan mullen knows he needs to have this one to win his first division title and unfortunately i do think they will win straight up but i do think tennessee will wake up enough for this game to at least cover
1: all right tyler
0: I hate Florida so much. I hate Tennessee too, but I hate Florida so much. And I hate Dan Mullen so much. I want them to lose this game so bad. It's not going to happen, but I want them to very badly. And I would, it it would make my entire, it would make the whole pandemic, like it would be like nothing happened if Florida won. It would just make me that happy. Uh, But Florida has no business losing this football game. They do not. But, but Charlie, I'm not, I don't think you're crazy. I, I had this feeling and it's, and you can't, like you can't bet on feelings guys. I get that. But I just, I can't get this gut feeling out of me here that, Tennessee is going to push them in this game, not win the game, but push them and play well, uh, play up to Florida. Uh, Florida the, the big part of me that that is is saying that Tennessee has a chance is, is based on Florida's defense just being terrible. Florida's defense just sucks. Uh, and I think Tennessee can run on that football. Team. I think anyone can run in and throw them. They're not going to the secondary. They're not going up front. I don't trust Jared Guarantano to save my life at all. I mean, I picked them to go into Auburn a couple weeks ago and win that game, and they had a chance. But I mean, they they were they were going to win that game until Jared Guarantano throws a pick six, another pick six in the end zone, and um, of course they end up losing that game. That was the difference in the game. But he still like he has his moments. You never know when they're going to happen, but he has his moments. In Tennessee, I think they can run the football. They ran the football all over Auburn. Eric Gray was running all over that team. And I think they can do that against Florida. Florida's going to score. Like that's going to happen. Tennessee has no answer in the secondary for Pitts and Tony. They don't have any answer for those guys. But I think the Vols can control parts of this game on the ground. I've told you guys all year the offensive line was so vastly overrated. I told you that in the preseason. I told you that before our game. And that proved to be correct. I'm not right very often, but I was right about that. But – they don't, they don't pass protect well at all, but they're decent in the run game. They've gotten better in the run game. They can run the football. This floor, in front seven can't stop anybody. So if they can run the ball, control the clock, and keep floor's offense off the field and keep this score down a little bit, I think they have a chance to push them enough to cover this this spread. So definitely taking forward to win. I would laugh like I've never laughed before in my life if they lost. And I know that makes me pathetic, but I don't care right now. Uh, but I'm going to take Tennessee to cover. I'm with you, Charlie. I'm taking Tennessee to cover this game, to cover this spread.
1: All right. Iowa State will be hosting the West Virginia Mountaineers on Saturday, and Iowa State is a six-and-a-half-point home favorite. West Virginia is having a nice bounce-back year under Neil Brown, coming into this one with a 5-3 and three record and a couple of close losses. While the Cyclones are currently in line for a Big 12 title berth with a 7-1 and one conference record. I think West Virginia is going to be able to keep this close, but they won't come home with a win. So Iowa State to win with West Virginia covering. Sam?
2: I got the same pick as you, Charlie. I do, Um, uh, Iowa State, I believe, has already clinched a spot in the Big 12 Championship, but I still think they're playing for a lot right now. They're in the top 10. I mean, you never see Iowa State ranked this high, so I do think they're riding a lot of momentum. I'd have like what I've seen from West Virginia, especially from their defense. I think they're on the come up in the coming years, but, I got Iowa State winning and covering. All
1: right. Tyler?
2: Yeah, it's tough against the Cyclones right now. They're playing good football.
0: I mean, they Brees Hall is probably the best running back in the country. I mean, I think that's you can make a strong argument that he's the best running back of the country he's playing like that. He's playing like that right now. Uh, I think it's gonna be an awesome game. I'm probably more excited about this game than well, I'm probably most excited about the AM Auburn game. But then West Virginia, Iowa State. And I know we're 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 an SEC country, but this is gonna be an awesome game. I'm really excited about this one. I was initially going to take Iowa State, but the more I looked into this game, I've watched West Virginia a couple of times this year, and I've been blown away by how good they are defensively. Um, I, and I knew they were great top five defensively. I was blown away by their total, total yardage differential. They are plus 1,400 yards on the season. That's insane. They are – I mean, to, like, when you're plus 1,400 yards against a conference-only slate, you should probably be undefeated. And so I went back and, like, how did they lose any games? I mean, I watched them lose to Texas. They, they Oh, my God, they had Texas beat, and they, they lost again. They actually have only been outgained by their opponent one time this season. Only one time they've been outgained by their opponent, but they've lost three times. The only game they were outgained was Texas, and Texas outgained them by three yards, 363 to 360 in that game. That's the only time they were outgained all year. They're plus 1,400 yards overall this year. That's crazy. I, they should be undefeated. Um, and Iowa State's good too. Like, Iowa State's like plus 800, but they're not, they're not, I mean, and they're playing the same teams. So, so it's not like you know, they're like West virginia's beating up on Little Sisters of the Poor, they're playing the same teams, at the same conference. And I, but Iowa State is good, and they're playing really well right now. Brock Purdy, a quarterback, is coming on, he has been lackluster most of the year. West Virginia, you mentioned it, Sam, like that defense is so good. They're number four nationally in total defense or top 20 in rush defense. What does Iowa State do well? They run the football. Brees Hall is awesome, but. They're. I mean, it's hard to say, though, they're not completely one-dimensional, but they kind of can be. Purdy's not – he hasn't been dynamic this year. I thought he'd be much better this year and build off what he did his first two years, but it really hasn't been the case uh, other than really last week. So can a one-dimensional team go up against a top-five defense and still find a way to win the game? Even though it's at home, sure, but there are no fans at, at the games in Iowa now. There used to be, but not anymore. I'm going with a second upset special of the week. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm probably gonna. It's just crazy. I'm going to West Virginia to go into Ames, Iowa, and upset the Cyclones here and uh, put a little, little, throw a little cold water on the Iowa State parade right now.
1: All right. Next up, the Indiana Hoosiers go to Wisconsin to take on the Badgers. Indiana is having a great year in 2020. They might be the only people having. They're having a great time. Year. Well, they were having
0: a great time until yeah, what happened last yeah. week.
1: With a 5-1 record, and they have wins against Penn State and Michigan, which never happens at Indiana. Their win over Penn State was only their second win ever over Penn State, and it was their first win over Michigan since 1987. That was only their
0: second win ever against Penn State? Yeah. Is that is that accurate?
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, wow. you can check my stats. Also, hmm. this is the first time they have ever beaten Michigan and Penn State in the same season. But, as Tyler said... Quarterback Michael Penix tore his ACL. Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, I can read. Tore his ACL last week against Maryland, and it will be out for the season. Wisconsin, on the other hand, looked pretty good until they decided to lose to Northwestern two weeks ago by absolutely doing nothing on offense. Listen to the difference in their scores: forty-five to seven to beat Illinois, forty-nine to eleven to beat Michigan, and then they lost to Northwestern seventeen to seven. They scored about seven times as many points in each of the two previous games as they did last weekend in Chicago. Is that last weekend? Two weekends ago. Two weekends ago. Um, the the days. It's all good.
0: Thanksgiving week to yeah, watch. 2021,
1: let's go. I guess Northwestern finally decided to show up. They're probably motivated to get that nasty taste out of their mouth and will show up to fight on Saturday. Wisconsin is favored by 14 at home. I know Pennix is out, but I love their wide receiver – And I'm still not sold on Graham Mertz after the Northwestern game. So I'm going with my biggest upset pick of the season. Give me Indiana to win out. All right,
0: so you're telling me that me calling you out last week had nothing to do with you going with the crazy, crazy upset pick here.
1: I mean, we might as well make it interesting. We only have a couple weeks left.
2: Fair enough, fair enough. I like it. I like it's bold. I love it. Sam? Well, uh, I was really bummed to see uh, Michael Penix go down. He was a really exciting player, especially in that Ohio State game. But – uh, I just don't have a lot of faith in this team without him. I think he was a huge part of that offense. While you while they do have really good receivers, I'm just I'm just not so confident. I think uh, Wisconsin will win and cover the 14, especially because they want to get that bad taste out of their mouths from the Northwestern game.
1: All
0: right, Tyler. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Sam. Um, Indiana has been a fun story to watch, man. Like I, remember I was watching the um, Indiana Ohio State game a couple of weeks ago, and it, it, I was watching every snap of that in the first half. They got the point was 35-7, cool. kind of getting away from Indiana. And I was like, oh man, I get, I'm about to change the channel. And then I was like, you know what? No, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stay with them a little bit longer and just see what happens. And thank God I did because that was a lot of fun. And they almost came back and won that game. And you're right, Michael Pennings is. I mean, he was a really exciting player. Those receivers, uh, Watt, Filier, and um, and tie, and Freyfogle, I mean, Freyfogle is incredible. Those guys are legit. So whoever's a quarterback is going to have some really good options to throw through. Peyton Henderson's a really good tight end as well. They've got some weapons outside for the for Jack Tuttle, a new quarterback, to throw through. Jack Tuttle's, I mean, he was a pretty highly recruited guy. Went to Utah initially, lost that job there and transfers to Indiana. He's the heir apparent there. Um, I really hate to see Penix go down. I think it was the same knee that he had the ACL injury previously. So that's tough. Graham Merch, Charlie, I'm kind of with you. Like Graham Merch was awesome against Illinois week one, and he was like the talk of the, of the Big Ten, and it's like, oh, well, maybe he's not that good. He got COVID, and it hasn't been the same since then. But um, Wisconsin, they're a talented football team. They've been dealing with some injuries. They've been dealing with some COVID issues. But I do like the Badgers at home to win this game against Indiana. I mean, without pinnocks, I mean, you think the air is just let out of Indiana right now. Maybe I'm wrong because Tom Allen's a really, really good coach. He's a great job motivating those guys. But I think right now the smart money is going to be on Wisconsin to win. And I think Indiana can push them on the spread. But, I don't know, without kidding, I'm going to take Wisconsin to cover as well.
1: All right. Alabama is traveling to Death Valley to play in the SEC game of the week at 8 o'clock on Saturday night. Bama is favored by a whopping 29.5 points, which I guess they deserve to be favored by that much, considering their offense and LSU has just fallen so far. Since winning the national championship last year, I think
0: the 13th in pass defense in the league. Wow! Against Bama's offense, come on, come on, come on.
1: Might make me change my pick. Will Nick Saban be back for this game?
0: I don't know. Does it matter?
1: I I mean, I'm just curious. Question.
0: So he tested positive last, like Wednesday, and it's at least, I think, ten days. Yep, he might have a shot. Right, right. He could, he could. We'll see. I
1: definitely think the Crimson Tide will win this game, but I'm going to pick LSU to cover. Maybe not after I just heard that stat. I picked him to cover, so I'll pick him to cover. I know LSU's defense isn't great, as Tyler just said. Maybe not even good, but this is a huge rivalry game in the SEC. Plus, it's being played at Death Valley at night. So, tied to win with the Bayou Bengals covering. Sam?
2: Honestly, I don't think there's a number high enough for this game. I think it's going to be so ugly, I think. I think Alabama could honestly win this game sixty to nothing if they want to yeah. and, I mean, after uh I don't know if any of y'all saw that clip at the end of last year's game from the locker room where Ed Ogeron said a few explicatives, but I think they're just going to be so piped up to win this game. I mean, some of their players even came back just to play this game, and they wanted to play it so bad, so I expect Alabama to win and easily cover.
0: Yeah, you're right, Sam. Like that, that scene of Edo, I mean, it was great last year, but that, that was going to come back to them at some point because they are not going to be that good every year. Um, yeah, I think I'm with you, Sam. Alabama can name their scoring this game. Like I said, LSU's pass defense is 13th out of 14 teams in the SEC this year against Bama's passing game. Like they've got no chance, they got zero chance. And, t- and, and you would think, okay, maybe LSU can score. I don't think Alabama's defense is great. They're playing much better, but they haven't really played anybody with a pulse offensively. But what else are you gonna do? They don't have an answer at quarterback right now. TJ Finley, true freshman's really not been playing well since since his first start. Max Johnson came in in relief last week. I thought Ed O was going to rip off TJ Finley's head last week when he threw that when he threw that interception. It was yeah, it was a pick six against a And And Max Johnson came in, a Coney County kid, and uh, played pretty well. But I mean, oh, come on, come on! Like, and Terrence Marshall opted out after saying he wasn't going to opt out. Now he's opted out. Their best receiver. They've got no chance to win this. they literally no chance to win this game. Maybe like 000001 percent chance. College football, crazy things happen, but not not that crazy. It's just a matter of how, how bad does Alabama want to beat them? If Nick Saban wants to beat them by twenty nine and a half. They will beat them by. They'll beat them by twenty nine and a half. And I think they do want to beat them that badly. So yeah, I think Alabama is going to drop fifty on them. And I think, I mean, at some point they'll let up, but I think they'll cover comfortably in this game. So give me the tie to win and cover big. Big spreads kind of scare me. I usually, I usually like take the underdog on those big spreads, but not this one.
1: All right, last game, best game. The Dogs will host Vanderbilt in the final home game of the 2020 season between the Hedges on Saturday. There's been serious turmoil in Nashville this week as Derek Mason was fired on Sunday, and then rumors started swirling that players may strike as a result of what's been happening around the kicking position. The game is on and will be played on Saturday at 4 as of right now. I don't think that'll change.
0: I mean, it could. I mean, you never know. Yeah, but, yeah, probably, yeah. No, but the game is probably still – it's, it's going to happen.
1: Unless COVID
0: hits. Well, I I don't think they're going to have a full – I think they're going to have under 53 players, but they're still going to play from what I understand.
1: Yeah. It's simple. We're going to win this one, and it should give the young kids a chance to see quite a bit of playing time, which is great for guys like Arian Smith, Warren Erickson, and Xavier Truss. I know we covered the spread last weekend, which I was shocked by. So this weekend we'll go with UGA to win and cover the 35-and-a-half, which means they probably won't. Because Because whatever I choose, they do the opposite. So Georgia to win and cover. Sam?
2: Well, I think the offense has looked a lot better since JT Daniels has come in. So I do expect the Dogs to win and to cover. I think we'll get around a little over 500 yards of total offense is probably what I'd expect. While I have been a little disappointed in our defense, especially in recent weeks it's Vanderbilt, I expect a shout-out, maybe three, seven points. So – I think I think we should cover this one pretty easily.
1: All right, Tyler.
0: Oh Vanderbilt! Oh my God, Vanderbilt! Poor Vanderbilt! Poor poor Vanderbilt! This is not going to be pretty for them. Um, like yeah, and Charlie, I'm with you. Like, I I've had trouble picking our spreads this this year. I I nailed the first week one against Arkansas, but since then it's been mm, it's been it's been tough going for me trying to pick our spreads and what we're going to do. But you're right, and we've also got um, got JT Daniels now. Things are different, and we can actually throw the ball vertically down the field. We can threaten teams in the past, which hasn't been the case in a while. Receivers are playing well right now. The offense is clicking like it has in a while. Vanderbilt, they were actually playing, again, they were playing decently up until last week. They had 400 yards in two consecutive games against Kentucky and Florida. And then they go and just lay an egg at Missouri. And it had under 200 yards total offense, gave up over 600 yards. They've had guys opting out. Their best linebacker opted out. Coach is fired. Kenny Seals is pretty good at quarterback, guys. Like, Vanderbilt doesn't have a lot of really good players. He's not really good. He's like, he's a, he's a SEC caliber quarterback. He's pretty solid. They have some decent weapons at receiver, but come on, not against, they're just not gonna be able to do anything against our defense right now. And they, I think they've just given up. I think they quit. I think they've shut down and this whole, I don't know if turmoil is the right word. Maybe that's too strong, but the, the issues they've had inside the locker room with the, the Sarah Fuller stuff. I don't know if you guys have heard the story. Apparently I read this from, the, from Chris Lee, the, the rivals Vandy beat writer. And apparently the story is, they had, uh, they actually had some guys on the team that had previous kick- kicking experience. I mean, they're basically their whole kicking unit was wiped out with COVID, but they had some guys on the team that had previous kicking experience and wanted this shot at the job. They were told, "No, we have our kicker. Like, don't, don't even, not you don't even get a shot. You don't get to try." And they just tried her out there, and she didn't practice on Tuesday. Then uh, she started to practice on Thursday. And then got pulled out for a photo shoot and the guys that really rubbed them the wrong way and especially when the other guys that had been on the team all year didn't get a chance they felt like it was kind of like a obviously a, they felt like it was a publicity stunt and then she gets up in the locker room at halftime and gives us halftime speech telling them they're not playing hard and they need to like do better or whatever she said and of course that rubs the team wrong like like who are you you haven't been on this team all year like we've been bleeding sweating all year long and you just show up so there's been some turmoil and Charlie was right. There was some talk early in the week about like potentially like some of them, some of their seniors might just walk out and strike and not play. But I think they've kind of put that to bed for now, but still it's not a good look for them right now. There's a lot of toxicity around that program and they're obscenely overmatched in this game. Uh, we're playing much better offensively, defensively, you know, maybe, we're not maybe as dominant as we need to be. We still have some injuries there, but this Vanderbilt offense is so bad. So I'm taking the dogs to win and yeah, I, at home, Senior night, senior day, whatever you want to say. With JT Daniels at quarterback, receivers playing well, run the football well. I'm gonna say dogs to cover the thirty five now. That's a big spread, but I'm gonna say dogs to cover. I don't I don't think Vanderbilt scores. I'll be honest with you. I don't think they score. Hope not. But um, all right, guys. That does it for us here today on the Glory UJ podcast. Sam, we really appreciate it, man. Great job. Thank you. Absolutely and guys again, make sure you go check out Sam's Instagram page. Sam, make sure I get this right. It's at all C F B, right? Yep. All right, go check that out, guys. We will. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy your football Saturday. We don't have many of them left, so we've got to live them up while we can. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. For Charlie, for Sam, I'm Tyler, and as always, go dogs.